Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. A top crypto market strategy. By the end of today's call, you're going to know about a top crypto market strategy. This strategy is relevant in a bear market, a bull market, more crabbish market conditions, but perhaps most relevant in a bear market because of the lack of other feasible strategies in these more dangerous market conditions. By the end of today's call, you're going to know exactly what that strategy is, and we're going to know about four ways that you can profit off of that strategy today, right now, after the call. Before we get to that point in the call, however, we are going to open up and look at the BTC, ETH, and altcoin market charts together, get a sense for the price action. Then we're going to head on over to the top crypto headlines in the t- news today. Why are we doing this? We're going to suss out opportunities, risks, and get a feel for what's going on in the wider market. Once we've done all that, we will get to the alpha drop at the end. So opening up the one day BTC chart, we see that prices are up on the 24 hour around about 3%. Currently, BTC is trading above the 19k level. However, it's more prudent to consider this a scenario where BTC is trading in a range between around about the 18k and 20k level. Three weeks ago, before the US central bank raised interest rates a hawkish 75 basis points, before bond yields rose to 15-year highs and the British pound tanked, before the Dow Jones Industrial Average sank into bear market territory, Russia escalated its unprovoked invasion of Ukraine, and the prospects of a severe global recession increased exponentially, the largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization was trading above 19k. So we were above 19k before all of this melting pot of negative and risk factors hit the market. We spoke about this more yesterday, but basically crypto markets typically show correlation with risk assets like the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. We find ourselves in this unique scenario right now where risk assets, other risk assets are dipping, are crashing, and BTC is remaining fairly resilient. So, uh, so far it's a good sign for the markets, but we will keep a close eye on it because the situation could change at any point. It's a similar story for Ethereum, currently trading just above the 1.3k level and overall holding its ground pretty firmly, all things considered. What's more, Ethereum has appeared to show a greater inflation resistance since Ethereum's historic mud shift two weeks ago to a more energy-efficient proof-of-stake blockchain system. Ethereum's analyzed inflation rate since the merge is around 0.19% lower than BTC's 1.75%. Even though we've not seen a short-term significant price rally, always worth remembering that the Ethereum merge went through pretty much completely seamlessly. A huge network blockchain upgrade went through without any disruptions. Not that there was any doubt, but a strong day for BTC and a strong day for Ethereum leaves room or opportunity for alt coins to rally. For example, we see that XRP is up 4% on the daily and BNB is also up around about 4% as well. XRP has been performing well recently, pretty much completely fundamentally driven here under the idea that the SEC versus Ripple two-year crypto beef could soon be settled. Uh, When we refer to beef here, we're not talking about sirloin or ribeye. This is British slang for an argument or conflict. And of course, in this scenario, the issue that the SEC took with Ripple is that some of their activities uh, resemble securities activities. And in the US, securities activities, all of them are meant to be under the jurisdiction of the SEC, which of course Ripple wasn't then and isn't now. 
And Ripple's counterclaim is that it is not a security. XRP is not a security token. That is the end of the charts. Let's head on over to the top crypto news today. The collapse of the $40 billion Terra ecosystem has led to many questions. At the helm is Do Kwon. He claims to have done nothing wrong, but has also been in the news for fleeing arrest. Not only that, but Kwon is trying to cash out and the Korean authorities are calling to freeze his crypto. Kwon claimed he was not under investigation, nor had he been contacted by the authorities. Despite that, after the arrest warrant released on September 14th, he reportedly fled to Singapore. A new Bitcoin wallet, Luna Foundation God LFG, was created and a total of 3,313 Bitcoin were transferred to Qcoin and OKX. OKX ignored the authorities' request, while Qcoin immediately froze 1,354 Bitcoin. What does Quan have to say about this? Well, Quan denies having used Qcoin or OKX in the past year and furthermore denies the allegations that he is trying to cash out. If this is the case, it will have meant that Quan lied in saying that he used all the Bitcoin and LFG reserves to save and defend and the Terra USD peg. So Quan is a wanted man for all the wrong reasons. If and when he is found, surely the crypto community will get a lot of much needed answers about exactly what went down with the collapse of the Terra ecosystem. Now for slightly more positive news, the former Revolut employees have raised $3.5 million to build a crypto investment app. Former employees from Revolut's crypto operations have raised $3.5 million in a round led by Index Ventures to build a consumer-friendly crypto investment app. CoinFund and FJ Labs also participated in the round, which closed in January and saw the startup valued at $17.5 million. The news follows in the footsteps of other startup raises in the Web3 sector from former Revolut employees. Cryptocurrency is surely the sector to be in right now. Probably what happens is that a lot of employees used to work in banking. Then neobanks like Revolut became the disruptive technology and people moved from banking to neobanks. Now cryptocurrency is the latest disruptive hot technology and people are transitioning from neobanks like Revolut to cryptocurrency as we are seeing from news like this. Just two headlines remain until we get into that easy money, profitable crypto strategy. War on the planet of the bored apes. An unlikely battle is brewing within the crypto community. The infamous international activist and hacktivist legion of Anonymous has declared war on the bored ape yacht club. On Monday, Anonymous Group released a video making some serious allegations against Board 8 Yacht Club. This video is around about nine minutes long. You could go watch the full video, but basically Anonymous claims that after meticulous research, it can confirm without a shadow of a doubt that Board 8 Yacht Club and Yuga Labs are guilty of supporting numerous controversial subjects such as Nazism, racism, and more unpleasant things. Both Yuga Labs and Board at Yacht Club have openly protested the accusations, yet Anonymous cautions against relegating its accusations to baseless conspiracy theory, adding that people who do so are simply ignorant, not versed, or worse, at a financial conflict of interest. Anonymous claims that holders and investors of the Board at Yacht Club band are victims of trolling and encouraged owners to speak up despite the desire to protect their own financial interests. The group then went on to personally call out big-name investors, partners, and high-profile celebrities who have invested in the brand and urge them to speak up and take an official stance. These accusations are dire, but it's worth noting it's not the first time that Board Eight Yacht Club has been accused of similar views. On June 24th, Yoga Labs co-founder Greg Solana delayed similar claims, stating, we've become the target of a crazy disinformation campaign accusing us, a group of Jewish, Turkish, Pakistani, and Cuban friends of being super secret Nazis. This is not the first time Anonymous Group has made a video. It is not the last time. It is always worth being aware of stories that are out there, but a story is exactly that, a story without substantial evidence to 
to claim it. Next headline, the UAE Ministry of Economy opens up new headquarters in the metaverse. The UAE Ministry of Economy continues its push into the metaverse with the announcement of a third address located in a virtual world. According to Gulf News, the announcement was made on September 28th by UAE Minister of Economy Abdullah bin Tuk Alamari during the Dubai Metaverse Assembly, with the minister stating, this is not a proof of concept, this is our third address, before giving a live tour of the virtual headquarters. Whilst some countries are making efforts to crack down and ban cryptocurrency and blockchain operations, other countries are fighting to claim first prize in the sort of crypto or blockchain world leader and UAE is certainly one to watch with many exciting developments and innovations in this space. One last quick headline until we go into that exciting and profitable crypto strategy. Crypto regulation can be enabler for industry, says former Treasury Secretary. Former US Treasury Secretary Lauren Summers sees reasonable regulation as beneficial for the digital asset industry. The former National Economic Council director also sees the US entering into a recession soon, though not one as sharp as the COVID-19 employment shock of 2020 or the fallout from the 2007-2008 global financial crisis. Regulation often is resisted by industry Industry, but it often eventually becomes a substantial enabler for industry. The former Treasury Secretary said that there needs to be rules in place for stablecoins to be properly backed, which US regulators and legislators are already putting in place. But he said that does not necessarily mean that issuers of stablecoins need to be banks. When it comes to maturing financial assets, one of a few things eventually needs to happen. Either the asset is outright banned, either it's squashed by competitors, or it becomes regulated and incorporated into to the wider financial markets. We don't want to see cryptocurrency banned. We don't want to see banks or governments trying to compete and take over with their own version of it. So reasonable, sensible regulation seems like the best path forward. So this is definitely good news. Top headlines and news done. Let's move on to that exciting strategy. Making money in crypto is difficult. However, some consistently make profits. Crypto funds. Fortunately, using on-chain data, we can dive deeper to reveal their strategies. Stablecoins. Understanding the amount of stablecoins that funds are holding as a percentage of their overall portfolio generates key insights into their sentiment and strategies. Funds have been moving an increasing proportion of their portfolio into stablecoins since the end of 2021, showing they are less willing to take on risk. Recently, this spiked to its highest level in July 2022, and whilst it has dropped since, the upward trend has now been resumed. There was a short-term spike on September 19th to 25th. One explanation is that funds wanted assets to allocate to any short-term strategies arising from Ethereum's merge. Token outflows. If funds are increasing stablecoin allocations, they are likely selling assets that are not stablecoins. We can dive deeper to understand exactly what they have been selling in the last 30 days. The top two assets that funds seems to have reduced their exposure to are stablecoins USDC and MIM. However, diving deeper, $100 million of USDC has been deposited into low-risk yield earning platforms Aave and Compound. This therefore shows that funds are not selling USDC but deploying it instead. Additionally, the largest single transaction for USDC was the transfer of $16 million of USDC from market maker Wintermute during their recent hack. Importantly, funds have also reduced exposure to Lido, DYDX and Aave tokens. So four ways that you can take advantage of this data. Number one, review your security. If a top market maker such as Wintermute can be hacked, so can you. Remember to continually audit your crypto security to avoid becoming a victim. In crypto, things are not always as they seem. Whilst it seems that USDC was being sold by funds, in fact, they were deploying it to yield earning opportunities. 
Always dive deeper if you are looking to understand the space, especially in regard to on-chain data. Consider your risk sentiment. Funds continue to reduce volatility in their portfolios by holding a larger proportion of stable coins. Whilst they are not always correct, it is worth considering why they might have a risk off sentiment. Number four, if holding Lido, DYDX or Aave, do further research as to why funds might be reducing exposure to them. Funds play by different rules. They have more information and capital than retail, so use different strategies. Just because they are selling an asset, it does not mean you should. Instead, seek to understand why they may be reducing exposure and inform your own strategy accordingly. And there you have it. A top crypto strategy is looking at the behavior of crypto funds and seeing what lessons you can draw from them. Totsins. That is goodbye in Afrikaans.